The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Boston Podcast. It's the show where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city, and we play some fun and games along the way. Got something special prepared today. Two awesome guests. Oh, by the way, if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com. It's the Boston Podcast Network. It's my little company here. We have a studio in Westwood, Massachusetts and podcasting all around the world. That's the thing with the internet. It just kind of goes everywhere, that internet thing. I think this fad's going to actually uh, catch on. Two great guests, I promised. We have a forensic accountant, Jason Pierce, and financial expert, Gontran, and he's a trader also, by the way, Gontran Dekilak? No, that's got to be wrong. Correct me already on my pronunciation, Gontran. It's okay. You can butcher it. I'm used to it. <laughs> All right. Well, well, it's a fancy name. It deserves to be pronounced correctly. Please indulge me. Tell me how to pronounce it. Dukiak. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh, un petit peu de français aujourd'hui. Man, was that bad? It, it, a French accent does not sound good with mixed with a Boston accent. It just never works. And Jason, as I as I understand it, you are in a new position, meaning you're seated. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you were standing. Ah, no, just kidding. You're with. Tell us a little bit about the new gig. Yeah, so starting Monday, I am now uh, a senior vice president with a company called JS Health. They're international, but but I'm based in Boston. So. Excellent, excellent, and still kind of doing the same stuff you're doing before in terms of forensic accounting. And what what kind of clients do you work with? Yeah, part of the the draw is to, I guess, just get a, a broader set. So it's a forensic accounting firm, at least in my department. But there's some other experts outside of this, but under that banner, there's lots of different activities from, say, fraud to finding the money that people try to hide to, you know, I, I still do some valuation work, so kind of a mix of things. Yeah. Okay. And Gontran, tell me a little bit about your practice. I'm an expert witness, which means I help attorneys understand cases, write claims, defend their claim, and eventually explain to a jury or panel what has happened. My area of expertise is where I've worked for the previous 25 years. I am an option trader, structured product trader, traded pretty much every kind of equity derivative you can think of. So the call input, vanilla, swap, CTF, etc. I've raised uh, money for hedge funds. I've selected portfolio managers uh, in the quantitative space for hedge funds. I was the CEO quant researcher for a hedge fund. So it's really about a very technical corner of the financial markets where you need to have a, a bit of experience, a lot of experience. It's a, it's an inch wide and a mile deep. You don't become an option trader just because you've read a book or you've traded a bit. It takes a lot of years of experience. That's where I bring my modest experience. Have you ever traded either pork bellies or frozen con- concentrated orange juice? 
Never. No? Okay. So that's a myth that we all learned from the movie Trading Places. It shows you how much I know about options trading. So we're going to try a little something different this morning. I don't know if I'm going to call this the Boston Podcast Challenge, but I have a contest of wits and knowledge and intellect and who knows what else coming up. We're going to start off with a game called News of the World. I'm going to read a headline that is out today, courtesy of Yahoo, no, CNN News. I'm going to omit one word, and I want you guys to fill in the blank. So we'll start with uh, you, Jason. Lockdown fatigue takes its toll just as more transmissible blank variants become dominant. Don't overthink it. Yeah, COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, we'll take it. COVID-19 is, is right, correct. Right. Yeah, see? Off to an easy start. Gontran, we'll go to you. I play the joker. I can't answer those kind of questions. You'll get this one, I think. The truth behind COVID-19 vaccines for sale on the blank web. On the blank web. Dark web? The dark web is correct, yes. Oh, by the way, we're awarding five points for each correct answer. Now, this will all become clear in a moment. Jason, Japanese doctors perform the world's first living donor blank transplant to a COVID-19 patient. Lung. Lung is correct. Wow, you guys so far, I just can't be stumped. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, Gunchan, Dr. Fauci says it's like a race between blank and the surge. A little harder, I guess. A race between blank and the surge. Gonna need an answer. I'm sorry. What did you say? No. The tie. No, yeah, that, that's a good guess. No, we were looking for vaccinations. Jason Saint Vincent, which I guess is a city somewhere, or maybe even a country. I'm not sure. This locality, Saint Vincent, is on red alert after an imminent blank eruption. Volcano. That's right. Wow. Jeez, you know your volcano trivia, I guess. All right, Gunchan, the Prince Philip, the Duke of Blank. Dies. Edinburgh. Edinburgh is correct. Yes. Very good. Yeah, let's uh, spill one out for for Prince Philip today. 99. The queen is still hanging in there, which is amazing to me. Yeah, let's see. Back to you, Jason. John Boehner says, Republican call, a Republican, excuse me. This is an unbelievable headline. John Boehner says, a Republican colleague held a 10-inch blank to his throat outside the House floor. Knife. Knife is correct. Yes. Yes, educated guess, I guess, right? Let's see, Gonchan. Kansas State Senate leader called an officer a donut boy during his arrest for blank, the police say. Drug trafficking. Mm, that's a good guess. Uh, I'm gonna. The judges are very liberal today. We're going to give it to you. We we're looking for DUI. The, the, Alcohol is a drug, right? So we'll give you that one. Jason, first, the first GOP member of Congress has called upon blank to resign. One of his colleagues, or her colleague, I guess. This is a congressman under fire right now. You can't get them all right, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Do you know it's that? My wife for that stuff. Can I get the five points? If yeah. I encounter? Yes, you can. I try, Mister Gets. That's right. Matt Gates is correct. Well done. All right. Looks like uh, might be locked in a tie at the end of round one. So exciting. Can you feel the tension building, listeners? All right. For part two of this, we're going to do a segment called Story Time. That's right. Where both Jason and Gontran will tell the, well, they'll have two minutes each to tell their story, sort of how they got into what they do, why they enjoy it, anything else they want to say for, for two minutes. And then I'm going to actually quiz you on your own story. Yes, never tried this before. It might go really weirdly. Um, Gontran, why don't you start? 
Two minutes on the clock. Okay, so I traded from France. I went to London for 10 years in the U.S. since 2004. I've been trading for, you know, all the big banks and a couple of hedge funds. And then it happens that I made a mistake. I took a deal. And my boss, I'm not going to name him or the firm, but basically forgot an expiry when I was uh, on my day off. And when I came back, there was a little bit of delta. There was a bit of market exposure, just $750 million worth of S&P. Uh, guess what? I got the tap on the shoulder. Like, what? Uh, you know, HR didn't, didn't want to listen about this, uh, what really happened. And so I had to bring my company to uh, FINRA for an arbitration. So I won my case because obviously I had all the documents. I did nothing wrong. But that gave me a first exposure to the law and bringing the court and working in the court. And my attorney said, you should be an expert. And I said, yeah, goodbye. And eventually <laughs> people started to ask me, I'm trying to have a little problem. Can you talk to my attorney? And I would explain to the attorney what it is. And the attorney said, oh, can you put that in writing? Mm-hmm. And I would write my first report, my second report. And actually, you know, it grew from a back burner to a front burner. And now I'm a professional expert witness. There it is. Very good. You did it with um, 30 seconds to spare. You don't get any points for that, but still, well done. All right. All right. Now, before Jason goes, you're going to get the quiz right away, Gontram. Okay, here we go. You, the, you said during the, the course of your story that you made, one, you made a mistake. What was your mistake? I took a day off. You took a day off. That's absolutely correct. Okay. You mentioned FINRA laws or FINRA regulations or something. What does FINRA stand for? The financial... Ha! Huh. <laughs> You know what? I don't, I don't know it either. <laughs> it's the regulator for the older banks and broker dealers, and I don't remember. And I'm an arbitrator there. And I can't remember what it is. That's all right. Well, I'm looking it up myself. So it's the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. So where does the N come from? Oh, just because it's financial, Finn. Okay. So so I on one there. Let's see. When you got a tap on your shoulder from, it sounded like a colleague, you turned around surprised and you said, what did you say? He said, do you really understand what happened? That's not what you said in the story, though. <laughs> I don't remember. You just yeah, said, sorry. You said, what? Okay, so. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. When your lawyer told you you should become an expert, at first you said what? Uh, goodbye. I'll give it to you. Technically, yeah, yeah, goodbye, but that's good. You spent how many years in London? Ten years. Ten years, that's correct. All right, so not too bad. <laughs> so I didn't lie too much, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Jason, two minutes are on the clock for your version of story time. Off you go. All right. Mine's a little more circuitous, I guess. I started in, graduated in University of Tennessee, mm-hmm. decided I didn't want to get the extra year of school to have my CPA license. So I went up to Alaska, basically stayed for 17 years. In the process, I started out as a staff accountant in these remote communities called the Bush. And doing audits. And so what would happen is these, on occasion, the records would be gone, the people would be gone, the computers would be gone, and I still had to do the audit. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know it at the time, but that was my entry into forensic accounting. And I've just been doing that ever since. And so that has brought me to an RSM McGladry network firm, and then later to Boston to do both the, the forensic accounting. And, and like I said, like there's some overlap between business valuation and forensics. So, so that's kind of where I, I spend my time now. All right. And tell me why you enjoy, what you enjoy about working with your clients. I mean, 
personally, like I wanted to be a doctor early on. So just helping people is, is probably where it's at for me. Mm-hmm. But, but I do enjoy seeing a good puzzle fit together. And so in accounting terminology, like the debits equal the credits. One of the things I like about what I do now is that the debits don't have to equal the credits. Like you can make like one-sided entries. I know that's accounting humor, but, <laughs> but yeah, like I just like figuring stuff out, I think, and helping people. That's what it boils down to. Okay. All right. All right. The five questions for you, Jason, here we go. University of Tennessee, you got which degree? That's not the question, but did you say you went to undergrad there? Yes. Okay. We'll start you off with an easy one. Ding, 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 ding. No, no, that, no, <laughs> that you, was easy. Huh? No, no, that, that's not the question. I'm going to have to raise a complaint there. The que- no, no, the question is what's the mascot for the University of Tennessee, the sports mascot? Oh, oh, the or, volunteers. Volunteers is correct, yes. I was, was going to ask you who the most famous graduate is, but we don't talk about Peyton Manning on this program. You spent how many years in Alaska? 17. 17, that's right. Okay. All right. There was a popular television program in the 80s, maybe 90s, where there was a fish out of water character who found himself as a doctor in Alaska. What was the name of that program? I do know the name. I know the name of it. It's just not readily apparent right now. Yeah. (laughs) Gonchan, you remember that one? No. no, starring Rob <laughs> Rob Schneider. That show was called Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure right. Yeah. Uh, when you first started your story, you said my story is a little bit more what than the typical story. Circuitous. Circuitous is right. All right. And uh, final question. Let's see. What do what do being a doctor and being an accountant have in common? It's kind of easy, but and, they help people. They help people. Yes. All right. Good. Well done. Well done. All right. We move on. We move on. Are you guys having fun yet? Yep. Because I'm not. Okay. No, I <laughs> just kidding. Just wait. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Next. All right. Yeah, yeah, you're next. <laughs> All right. Now we, uh, we're going to do a history lesson next. That is the next segment where we go back in time, pick a certain decade. And what I'm going to do is read off an event. You'll have heard of all these events. They're major events. You have to guess what year they occurred in. And if you hit it on the nose, you get five points. If you miss by one, you get four and so on and so on. If you're more than five years off, you get nothing. Sorry. So the great thing about this game is all the answers begin with there. This is the 90s we're talking about. So all the answers begin with 1990 something. So you can't whiff too badly. Gontran, we'll start with you. The tragic story, of course, when Princess Di was killed in a car accident. What year did that happen? Or 1995. It's in the middle of the decade. 1995. Close. 1997 is what we're looking for, but that's good. You get three points for that one. Jason, the World Trade Center bombing. I'm not talking, of course, about 9-11. I'm talking, of course, about the initial bombing. You'll recall that happened in the 90s. What year was that? 93. 93 is correct. Wow. How did you know that? <laughs> All right. I want to be like Jason. He's a good he's, he's, he's really, he's, it, Is today your birthday, Jason? No. Okay. Gonchan, the Oklahoma City bombing, of course. Another tragedy that happened in what year? 95. Middle of the decade. 95 is correct. Wow. <laughs> Check out the brain on these guys. Wow. All mm-hmm. right. All right, Jason, back to you. The Monica Lewinsky scandal was first announced in what year? 92. Oh, no, nine, not until 19, 1998. So finally got him on one contract. All right, so um, in, what ye, in, what, 
In what year was, starting with all the bad news, I guess, this is Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated in what year, Gontran? It was the decade, 95. 95 <laughs> is correct. Did you know that? Or are you just... Completely <laughs> random. Right. I mean, I go in the middle because that's how, how you count the points. Right, you, don't, so you, don't, you, don't you don't have to reveal your secrets. Jason, This in this year, the film Forrest Gump won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. 97. Uh, you're off by three, 94, so we'll give you two points for that one. Not too bad at all. Let's see, Gontran, I'm going to give you all the European questions for obvious reasons. The uh, The Channel Tunnel, also I believe known as the Channel, was first opened between France and England in this year in nineteen in the 1990s. If he says 95 again, you're allowed to, no, you're allowed to say whatever you want. It might be uh, 95. 95 is wrong, but you're only off by one point. That the only It's happened in 1994. All right. Jason, how about the attack on Nancy Kerrigan occurred leading up to the Olympics in what year? 94. 94 is correct. Oh, very uh, smart. You, you, you got to go for that, the Olympic year. Two more questions, Gontran. O.J. Simpson was found not guilty of killing his wife and the waiter there. I forget his name. Sorry. <laughs> What's his name? And driving fast on the highway. And driving fast on the highway. He was found not guilty in what year? 95. 95 is correct. Oh, <laughs> the, the, strategy, the strategy works. And finally, just because you have so much dumb luck, I'm going to give Jason one hint on this one. The hint is it's not 1995. All right. The In this year, the film Dances with Wolves won the best picture in the 1990s. What year did that occur, Jason? 98. Oh, we're looking for 1990. We've only got one round left. And while I get this ready, I'll take a minute to tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod 617 is where you go. If you want your own podcast, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. And we'll send you out a quality USB microphone. We take care of the whole show from start to finish. We'll edit the thing. We'll make you sound great. Your clients, your network will be amazed when they're invited to be guests on your show. It's a great way to network during the pandemic. Go to pod617.com if you want your own podcast. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right. There it is. Okay. To conclude this amazing competition between Gontran and Jason. We'll play just a little bit of basic family feud. So the way the game works, of course, is there has been a survey of 100 Americans or people or what have you, and I'm going to ask you the question, and we'll go down, and whichever one of you places higher, you'll get the five points for that particular question. So just stay with me. Everybody else play along at home. All right, and we'll alternate who gets to go first because that's only fair. Gontran, why don't you go first on this one? Name a house you never want to be in. So 100 people were surveyed and asked that simple question. Name a kind of house you never want to be in. What did they say? I don't want to be living in my car. Uh, Okay. Mm. Jason? Dog. Dog house, that's correct. That placed third on the list. You know, I think I threw you off on the question, little Gontran. So it's kind of a weird question which is why I started off with it. So good. Okay. And just for that, Gonchan, I'll let you go first again on this one. Although, Jason, you were awarded the, the five points for that round. Name something associated with vampires, Gonchan. Blood is the number two answer. Only one can beat it. Jason, something associated. What's that? The fangs. 
Fangs. It's on the board, but it doesn't come until like the seventh down on the list. The number one answer was Twilight for whatever reason. Gontran gets awarded the points for that particular round. Well done, my friend. Jason, your turn. Name something in a bakery a baker might call his wife. Name something in a bakery. So it's a nickname a baker has for his wife. (laughs) Such a weird question. Don't overthink it. Sugar. Sugar is on the board, yes. uh, It's number five on the list or some such thing there. Gontran, can you beat it? The mixer. The mixer? (laughs) No. No. Honey buns was number... Honey or honey buns was number one. Uh, Yeah, yeah, followed by... His oven, which I've, I don't, I have no idea why you'd want to call your wife your oven. Sweetie, uh, cupcake, donut. I, I don't know. Weird. All right. <laughs> Next, Gontran, is your turn to go first. Name something in a person's closet that only comes out on special occasions. Wedding dress is on the board at number two. Only one answer will beat it. Jason, can you beat it? Skeletons. <laughs> great oh, guess no wrong no we were going more for looking more for the literal there right, number one right. number one answer was suit or tux followed by uh dress jewelry dress shoes last answer was shotgun something in the closet that only comes out on special occasions name something you might see a commercial for during a baseball game repeat the question name something you might see a tv commercial for while you're watching a baseball game Bud Light. Ah, oh, that was mine. That <laughs> was my answer. Beer is on the board, but as it's uh, places no higher than sixth. So, Gonchen, you get a shot at it. Wells Fargo with the horse-driven carriage. No, <laughs> no, you have to think more like Middle America. Number one was car or truck, baseball equipment or jerseys. That's stupid, but restaurants, medication, and then beer coming in. So we're going to tally up the scores here, and you're not going to believe this, but I swear to God it's true. As we went through round by round, awarding most times five points if you got it right, it varied a little bit during the one with the years. The final tally, wait, I need a drum roll for this. Where's my drum roll? Stand by for the drum roll, everybody. Well, I'll say that Jason deserves to win. Well, well, that's very kind of you. Before, while I'm tabulating the scores, uh, Gontran, if you could tell people where they get in touch with you if they'd like more info on everything that you do. Googling my name on LinkedIn, uh, <laughs> okay. it works, or Google just. My name is pretty original, so that you'll find it. My, my company name is called Navasink International. Navasink, N-A-V-E-S-I-N-K. It's the name of the river in the region I live in. Navasink International. Very good. That works. And by the way, if you're on a Zoom call with Gonchen, you get the treat of seeing the the map of the world behind him looking very sort of financial CNN. And we were talking about our mutual love for green screens. People, if you're going to be on Zoom calls, get a green screen. Jason, you're forgiven. You're at a new job right now. Anyway, Jason, tell people how, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, I, I'd say LinkedIn as well. Okay. If you just do a search on Google for Jason Pierce, there's a rock star. This guy from Spaceman 3, he takes up the first couple pages. Oh, okay. That's you, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were the rock star. <laughs> yeah. You're our rock star, Jason. And Jason Pierce, it's spelled P-I-E-R-C-E. And um, these bo- these guys are both really good sports, first of all, today, but awesome to network with. So we'll make sure you check them out. So, But I know everyone's waited with bated breath. The, uh, the scores were as follows. Gontran coming in with a score of... 67 points. Not too shabby at all. Out of 1,000, right? Out of 100. <laughs> so Jason 
67 is the score to beat. When we tallied up the scores, Jason Pierce coming in at 67 points. It's a tie. Oh, my God. Amazing. The first time we've ever tried. I think it's fitting. I'm not kidding either. I could show you guys the scores if you want to, but why would you want to? Okay. So thanks so much for joining us on the Boston Podcast or the Boston Podcast Challenge. As it is Now, you guys were the guinea pigs for this experiment. Would you say it, uh, Gonchan, would you say it was a success or a failure? It depends. What do we win? <laughs> we have some... There's nothing comes for free. Come on. We have some... Uh, Lovely parting gifts for you. A lifetime supply of turtle wax and a two-week scenic trip to uh, Medford, Massachusetts. That's right. Um, just kidding. Sorry, no prizes. Just the pride of being on the Boston podcast. Go on, Chan. I do appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys had fun. A little bit of fun? Yeah, for sure. It's impressive that you were able to cobble all these questions and program together that's i'm awesome. a i'm a pro podcaster and that's why i took 17 minutes to prepare all that stuff just before the show <clears throat> or maybe it was ours you'll never know people it's a great enduring mystery <laughs> thank you well done. thank you both for appearing on the boston podcast again my name is dave if you like this podcast re subscribe to us on apple podcast or wherever you find your podcast go to pod617.com if you want your own podcast and on behalf of awesome contestants who deadlocked in that tie we'll have to have him back for a rematch jason and gondran on behalf of them my name is dave i'm just a guy from boston but if you're not from boston you must be the other guy have a great day everybody